There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Hey, that's us, Michael Lombardi. It is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM here on VSIN, the sports betting network, week three of the NFL. It does not get better than this. This is the last Sunday of September as we are officially, Michael, that is, of course, Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. We're officially in fall. Good morning. Yes. Good morning to you. Yes, we are. It feels like fall out there. It's a, an awesome day. And uh, yeah, we're officially into fall. We're officially into the swing of things. Great college football day, even better pro football day today. So uh, I'm looking forward to it, Patrick. I know you are. Uh, couldn't be more excited to be here over the next two hours. We'll take you right up until Brent Musburger. Of course, Michael Lombardi hanging out on his throne with the latte at the Borgata there in Atlantic City. So as we start off, I would say a theme, and maybe we can expound upon or elucidate a little bit upon this theme. That is, scoring is down. We had our buddy Mike Samich come on and say, since 2020, we're almost down a touchdown as far as scoring. So far, the unders have cashed Michael Lombardi at a ridiculous 68% clip. Here's the best example. The last four games between Green Bay and Tampa Bay, you know the average total, the average over-under, 55 and a half. You know what we're sitting on today down in Tampa? 42. 42. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it is. And, you know, they, they're talking about le- loosening. They're talking about calling those illegal contacts, like the one they called at the Raiders, which Matt Humans couldn't see and I couldn't see. But I think more than anything, Patrick, I think a lot of this has to go back to turning down points. I mean, we're turning down points at a rapid rate, too. The fourth downs are way up. So people are ignoring the three points like it means nothing, even though we know 75% of the games are decided by four points or less. And we just stum our does at four point at three points because, you know, the three-point shot in basketball is better than the two. Well, they're dealing with more volume than we are in the NFL. So I do think there's some of that. And I think a lot of, a lot of it is two quarterbacking play. You know, I think teams really are trying to not lose games as opposed to win games, which is the right thing to do. Slow the pace of the game down. You're playing today Baltimore, New England. New England wants to slow the pace down. They don't want Lamar out there having the ball all the time. They're explosive offensively when he's moving around. So it's all about pace. First off, this is a family show, and it's a Sunday. So I'm going to wash your – where's Millie? We're going to wash your mouth out with soap. You know why? Because you're not allowed to talk in 2022. You're not allowed to talk about kicking field goals or punting on fourth down. So you you, you watch yourself because I'm watching you this morning. I apologize. I mean, what are you doing? I know it's, but you're 100% I know right. you're supposed to go for it on fourth down all the time. I mean, punting's no the obsolete. And, you know, why would you settle for three points? I mean, seriously, why would you do that? I mean, Frank Wright's got the biggest game of the year in his career. I, I think this is a huge game for Frank Wright at home. You know, he opens up at home. He's got the Chiefs coming to town. His team's 0-2, played absolutely horrible yesterday. He's got an owner with a great Rock and Roll Hall of Fame collection and a lot of impatience. It's going to be a tough day for him, so he better not turn down points. 
Well, you take a look, and you're talking about Mr. Ursay, of course. I, if you're talking about disappointments, and we'll set up the show properly, but quickly on disappointments, I don't know if there's a greater disappointment. Shut out down in Jacksonville. I don't know if there's a greater disappointment so far than the Colts, who are lucky to be 0-1-1. Yeah, I mean, they, to get that push is, is great for them. I mean, you know, the fact that they were able to. Now, you could easily make the case they played poorly, but they, were, they should have won, and that's true. They played really bad last week. I mean, I don't think there's a team that was out of the game quicker than the Colts were last week. With seven minutes left to go in the first quarter, that game was over. And if I was Chris Ballard or anybody in that Colt organization, you knew that game was over with seven minutes left to go in the first half. Jacksonville dominated the game from start to finish, and the score wasn't as close as it ended up being. It was 23 to nothing. But it wasn't even that close. It could have been seventy to nothing. That's how bad it looked on tape. So for me, this is a huge. This is a huge day. They got to get their running game going. I went back and looked, Patrick. Their rushing attempts after two games is exactly the same last year as it was this year. It isn't that they're not running the ball as much. They are. They're just not executing. They can't complete passes and they can't gain yards on the ground. Is there an issue with Taylor? Are you seeing something different? Is it simply no. the offensive front? What's going on here? I with think the Colts? it's I, I think where we misjudged, I misjudged them, is their offensive front. Matt Pryor, the left tackle, is not playing well. Brandon Smith, the right tackle, does not play well. And they're inside players. You know, we love Quentin Nelson, but their inside players have not played well. They can't get control of the line of scrimmage. Now they got to do it today and they got to do it quick. Because, you know, they're going to want to slow this pace of the game down too. Because Andy Reid's going to come in. But Gus Bradley, now, if you go back two years, last year they did not play when he was at the Raiders. They did not play well against Kansas City last year. The Raiders got hammered both games. But two years ago they did. You know, and he was able to play and take some things away and keep Mahomes in the pocket. We'll see if he's got a better game plan. they got to get better on defense too, Patrick. That's the other area. They must get better on defense. I hear you, brother. Kansas City, Indianapolis, open Kansas City two and a half. It's up to five and a half at a couple of shops, four and a half at a few others. So Kansas City, of course, laying it there. Let's get to the big matchup, which starts early. Buffalo, Miami. I'll get to that in a second. I just want to say a couple of a few things. A couple of few things for you, Michael Lombardi, as we set the yeah. table here on a Sunday. Uh, Bill A.D. and the wonderful daily newsletter, which is free. You and I read it every single morning. That's no hyperbole. Absolutely. Uh, you go to vcin.com. You enter your email address. He's done a wonderful job of kind of providing a summation systems picks. All the links are right there. Just go to vcin.com. And part of the reason I say that is when you become a vcin pro, you get the splits. I don't know if it's there's a more important tool as far as our pro tools than the betting splits, because as you see, the board that you and I use is lighting up right now, Michael Lombardi. So let's take a look. And we'll start with Buffalo at Miami. Buffalo opened three and a half. They've been bet up to four and a half. What's the story here? The story, injuries. My goodness, the injuries defensively. Micah Hyde has been shut down. We understand that. Cornerback Dane Jackson is out. Two defensive tap tackles, Ed Oliver and Jordan Phillips. On top of that, Jordan Poyer might be out. This is a ton of misses for this Buffalo defense. It is. And, you know, their safeties coordinate this coverage that they play. You know, people always talk about you know, they're a quarter coverage team. They're not a man-to-man -man team, but what they do a great job is in their disguise of their coverages and how they match the coverages once it once the routes are, are taken off. And Poyer and Hyde were two key components to making sure everybody was aligned, everybody was in sync. Their strength of their team is Matt Milano and those two safeties. And Milano, when he's not playing, look at the Bills' numbers when Milano's not in the game. Now, Milano's going to play today, but not having Oliver, not having Phillips, and then going into Miami with the heat and humidity, right, that wears you down. All of a sudden, now your depth is being taxed. So this is going to be a, a, a tough one. Now, look, the one thing Buffalo can do, they can play any kind of game you want offensively. You want to play a track meet? Go ahead, play a track meet with them. You want to play a slower game? Play a slower game. They'll figure out how to make a big play. So this is going to be, you know, if Buffalo wins today with all these injuries, this is another one of those those stripes in the Josh Allen MVP race because he's going to have to carry the team as these injuries kind of creep up on him. So as our native Bills fan, Stephen Baum, producer of the Lombardi, just whispered in my ear, the entire starting secondary is out for the Bills. And then you take a look at the other side, Xavier Howard, the stud corner, could be missing today for Miami. Yep. What does that equal? 
I started the show talking about a trend of unders hitting. Let's take a look at the over. You got Jalen Waddle, you got Tyreek Hill, you got all that skill over with Buffalo as well. Let's take a look at the total here because we could be peeking at it over. Buffalo, Miami, open 50. It has been bit up to 53 and a half. Michael, I'm simply pointing to the emptiness on defense here. Yeah, and, and I mean, look, Buffalo's a zone team. They play quarter coverage. Now, that's easy to say, but they do a great job of disguising it. Right, so everybody gets caught up with their corners. That you, you, one thing you're going to do, but Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier, they're smart enough to know. Look, we're we're playing backups in a lot of. We got to be very careful, and we're not going to engage in a man to man. We're not going to do what Mike McDonald did last week and let Tyreek Hill have a free release and then just build steam down the field from an off position. We're going to be a little smarter about that. Now, Buff, Miami's offensive line has not been great. This has got to be a big day for Von Miller. Bob Miller's got to do a good job of rushing Tua and forcing him to move. You've got to put pressure on Tua. You've got to make him move. You've got to make him be outside of his comfort zone in terms of where he lines up, and you've got to push inside. Phillips and Oliver being out hurts that, but they're going to have to win that way. We'll see if they can do it. It'll be a tough game. I could expect this line's going to continue to go down towards Miami, Patrick. Did you say Michael McDonald, the Doobie Brothers? Sorry. No, I, I said that, that the court. Yeah, I know. The coordinator you know, with oh coordinator with Baltimore. All right, brother. Yeah, Baltimore. I got you. By yeah. the way, well, I mean, Gabe Davis could play today. No, he's going to be hampered. And how about this? Buffalo has won seven straight against Miami, an average margin of nineteen three. So they're winning by twenty points a game. This is interesting, no? Yeah, no, but this is a different Miami. I mean, Miami totally. has decided that their you know their skill is so good. And look, this guy tilts the field. His name's Tyreek Hill. He tilts the field in the favor. And so you got to do a good job on him. And Buffalo McDermott understands that, you know, and I think he's going to make sure. I think we're going to see a lot more of teams saying to Miami, run the ball, run the ball. Miami, we'll let you run it. We'll see if Miami will run it and if they can run it. Okay, the board is lighting up. On Sunday, remember, you're going to get 90% of the bets, I don't know, within a couple hours of kickoff of those 1 o'clock games. The reason you need the betting yeah. splits and become a VEASAN pro is because this is so much fun. I don't know about you, Michael, but it gives my juices flowing when I look at our board and you just see the, oh, the, I love the red lighting up, the yellow lighting up, the orange lighting up. That lets you know that these numbers are moving. When we come back... Um, you know, it's nice of Philadelphia and the Eagles to grace other teams with their presence this year. Because remember, they already yes. have the Lombardi Trophy. They're just yeah. going to head down to the Commodores today and bring the trophy right. with them and play an exhibition. Right. Isn't that fair? It's nice of them to do that. I Look, there's going to be a ton of Eagle fans here at whatever they call FedEx more Field. Than I'm any, not sure what... More than any com Commodore fans. It's I not mean, you're going to see a lot of green. It was like yesterday where all you saw at Wake Forest was all those Clemson fans down there. So you're going to see a lot of people down there. I think that's going to be clear. You know, this is a tough spot for Washington because they played so poorly against Detroit, you know, and they, they started the game off so slowly against Detroit. We'll see what Wentz can do. But Philly, you know, that high that you get from Monday night, it's sometimes when you have to go on the road, it's hard to continue. It's six and a half to a divisional rival, Patrick. That's a lot of points. We have gone through a key number of six. Philly lane six and a half, as Michael just mentioned, on the row at the Commodores. Now, I bring this up because you mentioned Carson Wentz. Well, there was a possibility that Jimmy G was going to be starting in the nation's capital. When we come back, we'll discuss. We're just getting started. Lombardi line. It's VEASAN. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, get your football season rolling and make some cash. Uh, as a matter of fact, the VEASAN pros yesterday, Matt Eumann's on the show, and part of the VEASAN pro package went 3-1 and one in college bas- in college football. Pardon me. So you get picks at a glance, 24-7 video, season prep. And as I mentioned, part of the pro tools are the betting splits. It's worth the money just to get the splits to see where the money's going. So go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for information. It's only 175 bucks, but you get the guides, college and pro, Point spread weekly every Wednesday. Michael Lombardi exclusive articles all through the Super Bowl. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Plus the pro tips are archived. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay, we got you back here on the Lombardi line on a Sunday. Hope you're having a nice weekend as we get into week three of the NFL. I just want to give my man credit, Michael Lombardi. He is battling through some connectivity issues. And also, I don't know if he got a coffee yet out there at the Borgata, but we are waiting patiently. Yes. No, we're not going to. No, we're, we're good, Patrick. I, we're good. We're all set here. We're just going to keep moving on. You know, it's the next play, Patrick. That's all we You're focus good, on is the next hey, block. Hey, all I need to know is do you have good pad level today? Yeah, I've got good pad level. We're just going to see it. I mean, I think that's a good point, though. You bring that up. Week three now, you know, there should be better execution. There should be. You know, Baker Mayfield's had three weeks to practice. Uh, I mean, in regular season games, the pad level of Carolina, all these teams that have kind of started slow. You know, let's face it, you know, the, no Indianapolis, you know, now you've got time. I mean, the preseason's over. You've had games. Now it's time to start executing. And, and we'll see if those rushes and completions can go up higher like some of these other teams that are winning have. Okay, I'm taking a look at the betting splits and the Super Bowl champs, the Eagles, yes, I jest, and the Commanders. They're kind of split. Why do I bring that up? Because this number, open Eagles three, it's been bet up to six and a half. Understand, not all moves are the same. When you go through six up to six and a half on the road as a favorite, that is a big time move. And I bring that up because the story that was broken this morning was the San Francisco 49ers had the parameters of a trade agreement in place that would have sent Jimmy Garoppolo to the commanders at this year's NFL scouting combine. But the deal fell apart once the quarterback decided to have that shoulder surgery. Remember, he delayed it. Did you hear anything? Now, remember, Wentz, obviously a commander. Did you hear anything as far as rumblings of Garoppolo to the commanders? No, I didn't, but it makes sense. I mean, look, they were out there shopping for a quarterback. They ended up going to Carson Wentz and paying what I thought was a lot for a guy that really, what other team were they competing against? So I think it was pretty clear. Now, remember, Martin Mayhew, the assistant general manager there in Washington, was also was in, was in San Francisco with Garoppolo. So it makes perfect sense. And it would make sense that they're after him because they had to fill the need, right? They had to fill the need at quarterback, and there it was. But once Garoppolo got the surgery – to me, you know, I, I mean, I don't know why you would back off if that's who you wanted, but I guess they wanted to have the sure thing. But Garoppolo ended up being ready for the season. Shoulders are very scary, right? You know, they can go either way. You could say, why didn't you do it? You know, and look, Drew Brees failed his physical, but yet he played that season for the Saints. I think you got to be a little careful with that, and I'm sure that's what Washington was doing. 
Okay, of course, six and a half on the number. We can juxtapose that with Michael Lombardi's line. Remember, Sunday is very important for betters because we present the Lombardi line. And what is the Lombardi line? Michael comes up with his own number. He compares that to the market. We're looking for wiggle, Michael Lombardi. We're looking for a differentiation in between your number and the market. When we find big-time wiggle, we fire. Let's go ahead and throw it up. Lombardi's line is he has the Eagles as a 7.68 favorite, the number six and a half. So whether or not you fire is up to your discretion. Right. And so for me, this is always where you get into the situation. You've got to analyze more than just the number, right? So that's where Steve McAton and our guide is so important because there's trends. There's, there's things that you go back to last games, how the teams have matched up, how the coordinators have matched up when they played and for me, you know, a home dog getting six and a half, I'm not in love with the commanders. Look, I'm off the commanders. I was on them last week for Detroit. I don't think I'll ever turn in a commander recommendation to anybody this week. But to me, this that's where I would lean only because I think Philly will win the game. I definitely think Philly will win the game. I think it'll be a hard game, though. I, I think the commanders are going in there knowing they've got to play better but they struggle to play the run. It's a bad matchup for the commanders. It really is. It's a bad matchup for Jack Del Rio. Now, you know, that being said, can Carson Wentz lead them when the pressure's on? Can they protect? Last week in Detroit, this Washington offensive line did not protect very well at all. Charles Leno, the left tackle, was not very good. Cosa, the right tackle, wasn't either. So it was a problem. And I think if the Eagles front can control this game and they play with aggressiveness, it's going to be hard for Washington. But here's what I will say about the football team in Washington. They've got very good skill players, very good skill players. Samuels is excellent. McLaurin's excellent, right? Dotson's excellent. Gibson, the running back, is excellent. They can really – and then, you know, the, the tight end, Logan Thomas, is excellent. So they, can, they have five guys that can threaten your defense at all times. They can become a problem for you if they can protect. And I think that's what makes it – do I think they cover this? Yeah, I do. I really do. Do I think the Eagles win? Yeah, I do. I think this should be more, even though my numbers say it's you should take you should take Philly, I lean towards taking Washington only because I think Washington's backs are to the wall right here. Let me give you a few more reasons to back the Eagles today. Remember, Ross St. Brown went off against the Commanders. Christian Kirk went off against the Commanders. Those are the receivers, correct? How about this? The yeah. Eagles rank second in the NFL. They're averaging almost 190 yards on the ground. How about the commanders are giving up an NFL worse seven and a half yards per rush attempt this season. This is a disastrous matchup defensively for the commanders. And if you're a commander fan, you've got to say to yourself, wait a minute, hold on. We were told that there was no need to make changes to our coaching staff, that that continuity was going to be the answer. Well, they couldn't play the run last year, right? They're 27 so far this year in points allowed. You know, they're 26 in total yards allowed. They played Detroit and Jacksonville. And they have these numbers. This is the concerning part. So for me, I, even though I think they're back to the wall, I'm, I'm saying no, I'm out. I'm not going to do it. They don't have a hard time. They have a hard time forcing turnovers, right? The yards per attempt against them is the worst in the National Football League in their run defense. And this is with a bunch of guys in first-round picks in the, in the offensive line, in the defensive front. Like, I just have a hard time buying into Washington, their scheme, their ability to play in the red zone. And I think Philadelphia will exploit that as Jalen Hurts runs this offense, as he takes over and runs the single-wing version of 2022. I'm a pass on the game, Patrick. I don't love it, but I could see why people would take Washington, but only because you think you're going to cover maybe late in the fourth quarter. Last time I looked, the receiving prop over at DraftKings for Dallas Goddard was right around 47-48. Here's the reason I bring it up. I don't know if there's a weaker unit in football than the commander's linebackers, right? They're just, no. I mean, Jamin Davis, the kid they drafted a couple of years ago, he can blitz. He can't cover in space. I mean, this is just not a good linebacker crew here for the commanders. The, the, set, the whole back end of this team isn't very good, Fair. but we've been talking about it all, all year. We've been talking about it last year. You know, it's not, this isn't a new, something new here. We've been talking about it all the time. And you know, when you don't, when you don't, when you don't make a change with your staff. So if you're a Washington football fan, you're, you're, you analyze your team in three areas, players, coaches, and scheme, okay? So why were we so bad last year? So Ron Rivera, who's had three winning seasons in 11 years as a head coach, he decided that the reason we weren't very good last year, it had nothing to do with the players, had nothing to do with the coaching, had nothing to do with the scheme. It was all communication. 
Okay, that sounds great to you and I, and you can convince us of that, but it's total. It's total BS. Like, like your scheme's a problem. You've got all these first-round picks, and they don't play to the level of where they are. They're either blown picks or we're not coaching them well. And so, to me, that's where I have the issue with Washington. It's like, okay, what is it? If it's not coaching and it's not scheme, are your play- you didn't change the players either. You didn't change the players. So the players are sitting there saying, wait a minute, now it's all on us? Because you didn't change the coaching or the scheme. I think, you know, they're lucky that Dan, Dan Snyder's over in Elba, you know, because he's can't, he can't do any of this. Because <laughs> as I said on my podcast, he's probably dying to fire. He hasn't fired somebody in two years. I mean, come on. And he's an elbow waiting. He's like Napoleon trying to marshal up some boats, see if he can escape. Dude, your boy's in a yacht off the Amalfi Coast, absolutely chilling. Daniel Snyder just trying oh, to avoid Congress. I don't think he's Congress. chilling. I think I think he's I think I don't I don't think he's chilling. I think he's sitting there chomping at the bit. I think he's like, look, they're messing my team up. Like seriously, like like where are we going? Like where are we going? You know, he he and and nobody puts any heat on Rivera at all. At all. They no he gets no heat or no. Jack Del Rio gets a little bit, but Rivera kind of lets that go. I mean, Rivera last does get week a free they, pass. Yes. He gets a free pass. It's it's unbelievable. You know, Matt Rule's in close games. You can't win him, and everybody wants him to get fired. He's got no quarterback. He's had no quarterback since he's been there, right? But he's on the hot seat. Nobody mentions Rivera being on the hot seat. Never. No. It's a valid point. It is a very – it's all you know, selective. It's all based on, you know, what the worldwide leader wants to tell us, you know, how they want to drive a story. You have been harping on this Jacksonville number, and I have to give you credit. You were way out in front of it, regardless of the Herbert injury. Of course, Jacksonville, a very good team. They're at the Chargers. TBD on the quarterback. No, the market's telling you Herbert's not going to play. It's down to three and a half. Mia O'Brien is going to join us next. Talk Jags as we're just getting started. Daniel Snyder is like Millie and Michael during the offseason. They get on the yacht, and they go to the Amalfi Coast. No, I wish I could. Oh, I'm with We're you back. all offseason. I'm not on no Amalfi Coast. We are back. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, pay attention, horse racing fans. First Bet wants to invite you to enter their free sweepstakes to win a trip to Santa Anita Park. Remember, this is a great deal we're throwing right now. It's October 6th through the 9th. The grand prize includes airfare for you and a friend, hotel tickets, plus $1,000 in betting vouchers from First Bet. All you have to do is go to vcin.com slash horses to sign up. That's vcin.com slash horses to sign up. Okay, I'm going to introduce Mia O'Brien, who is our Jags insider, because she killed it a couple of weeks ago. But quickly, before I do, as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line, presented by BetMGM, Michael Lombardi, you want to go ahead and read the tweet there on Herbert? Yeah, Adam Schefter, who's obviously wired in with all this, says that it's going to be a game-time decision today for Justin Herbert, whether he'll take a pain-killing injection to play. It's gone back and forth all week. Uh, though Herbert wants to play, there's growing skepticism about his status going into the weekend. His decision to play has bounced back and forth throughout the week. I think what we saw that line move on on Friday, that that decision probably was leaning towards not playing, uh, as I thought. You know, to me, this is very dangerous to play him. It's, it's That injection's not as easy as it sounds. Obviously, Tyrod Taylor had the same problem. That's how Justin Herbert got his career going. So I think you got to be careful. You could pat it, but it's painful to throw. And if you get hit, you know, and all of a sudden it becomes a problem. So for me, I think that we could see a Chase Daniel, and the line thinks we're going to see Chase Daniel. Okay, we welcome in Mia O'Brien. She is our official Lombardi Line Jags insider. Of course, you can find all of the information, XL Primetime, Helmets and Heels on Tuesday, at Mia, Bri- Mia O'Brien TV on Twitter or mobriantv.com. Hi, Mia. Thank you for joining us, and good morning to you. Michael is high on this Jags team. Before we get to that, what are you hearing on Herbert? Yeah, as far as what everything that Michael just said, that's kind of what we're hearing. I'm actually really excited. I also host the kickoff show to start Jaguars pregame coverage in just about half hour. We're going to have Daniel Popper of The Athletic, who is extremely, obviously, connected over in the Los Angeles market covering the Chargers for The Athletic. And so I'm really curious to get his insight if there's anything else we need to know. I did see Chris Mortensen noted that he actually, Justin Herbert, took this injection on Thursday to try to manage his pain. 
He practiced on a limited basis Thursday. And so obviously there was mixed results there when it came to this painkilling injection. And so it'll be curious to see if he gives it a go today. Uh, Jaguar fans, needless to say, are uh, having a lot of fun on the internet, uh, whether or not uh, Justin Herbert will play and if they could be facing a backup quarterback in Chase Daniel, which if you go back to 2017, when the Jaguars went on their AFC championship run, they had the fortune, the good fortune of playing plenty of backup quarterbacks along the way. So uh, we're very curious here in Duval County if we are seeing history repeating itself. You know, I, I don't want to be Columbo here, but I'll be Columbo. But to me, what I, if you pack these events together, Mia, that, you know, he, he takes the injection on Thursday and then Friday we see the line drip down. That tells me the injection really wasn't successful at all. Like he the threw line, on Thursday with pain. Exactly. Correct. There was pain there, clearly. I got to tell you guys, the line actually moved the last half hour of the show that I host Monday to Friday, XL Primetime. And it was absolutely one of the funniest live moments I've ever had on television or radio because we're all through the three-hour show. We're saying the line is seven and a half. Sounds like Herbert's going to play. He was limited the last two days, but he did practice. He did throw, according to Chargers reporters, that were at practice. And then all of a sudden at 2.45 Eastern, we start seeing people tweeting at us. We have people calling into the show being like, the line is moving. Bovada took it off the board. My bookie has it at three and a half. And we were like, what is going on? And that was around the time the Chargers were getting ready to hit the practice field in Los Angeles. And so clearly, whether it was the results from Thursday's practice that Herbert looked back and said, you know, I, I didn't feel good enough with the shot injection. Or if he just decided he was like, I, I don't want to practice today. And it's load management to possibly prepare to play on Sunday. And so no official word as to why he didn't practice in the full capacity, if it was because of the injection or just because they are trying to manage his pain the best they can. Okay, we're taking a deep dive with Mia O'Brien, our Jags insider here on a Sunday morning. Lombardi line, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Just so just so we can be very clear, that's a precipitous drop from seven and a half, seven down to it actually touched three. Michael, as we always say, Vegas knows that drop indicates Herbert's probably not playing. However, I'm gonna set you up, Michael, then throw it to Mia. Michael, you have right now Jacksonville and your power ratings as number five. Why don't you start there and throw it to Mia? Well, I, I think this, you know, I've really been impressed by their ability defensively, especially their front, to create pressure, to put the quarterback uh, in, a, in a hurried state. I thought their front, whether it's Josh Allen, whether it's Walker, the inside players, Robertson Harris, I think they're all playing really well. They're playing fast defensively in their front seven. And I think they've done a better job with Trevor Lawrence. I think he's thrown the ball with rhythm. I think the second week of the season when Peterson decided to run the ball more with Robinson and ATN because they can run to protect their offensive line, which I think is the weakness of the team right now. They haven't protected. But when they did that, they dominated the Colts. And I think that they're gradually gaining some confidence. And they're a good team that I think will be there at the end in the South. Yeah, uh, this is music to Jaguar fans' ears, Michael. Uh, they're loving what you're selling right now. I do want to touch upon uh, what you were saying, number one, about the defensive front going up against a Chargers offensive line that, in addition to Justin Herbert being questionable for today's game, Corey Lindsley did not practice all week starting center for the Chargers. Their right tackle, Trey Pipkins, limited with an ankle injury. And so when you combine the success that the Jaguars' defensive front had last week against the Colts with the fact that they may be going up against a Chargers offensive line, that is starting backups, if not at 100%. I think that that is going to be a mismatch the Jaguars are going to capitalize on. And the other area I think that they'll really capitalize on today is in the run game with James Robinson and Travis Etienne. Get this, guys. 23 carries for James Robinson. When was the last time, last week against the Colts, when was the last time James Robinson had 23 carries in a game? you got to go back to November of 2020. And even then, that is still tying the second most all-time carries he has had in his three-year career, which is mind-blowing considering in 2020, he was the entire team and the entire offense. And so I think you'll see another heavy dose of him today going up against, obviously, a Chargers defensive front that features the likes of Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, yes, but that is giving up 5.1 yards per carry at a clip in the run game. And I think that Doug Peterson and company are going to try to capitalize on that today. Plug your ears, Jaguar fans. The Jags have lost 18 straight road games. I have to be the boogeyman here, talk about the other side. But we will say this, Michael. Every year, a team goes worst to first in division. And this is the NFL's most improved defense. When you watch the Jags, you can look at Lawrence. But really, what really stands out is the defense, the speed and intensity, Michael. 
no, no doubt. And you know, and if they can do what Mia just said there about running the football, being bound. I, look, I, I'm not a, a big run the ball guy, but I think when to take the pressure off of Lawrence, you know, to have the play action pass and have two really good skill players and, and the running back with ATN and Robinson, I think that's the advantage they gain. And, you know, look, when Peterson won the Super Bowl with the Eagles in 17, both Blunt and, 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 and Ajay averaged over five yards a carry. They ran the ball quite a bit. And I think this helps Lawrence. And I think this is where they're getting some confidence. They're the best team to me in the South, talent-wise. Whether they win it or not, I don't know. But they're the best team in the South, talent-wise. And if Lawrence continues to develop and grow, making some of these throws he's been making, I think they will be able to gain that confidence and win the South. Mia, I'm going to interrupt quickly, Mia, yeah. and I just you're going to get to your pregame show, but let me ask you this, and I want a prediction. One, what's the difference right now with Peterson? I mean, it does feel like it just feels like a completely different team. I know the bar is really low when I say this, that it, he's functional. He's an adult. I don't know if they've had an adult in the room uh, <laughs> here in Jacksonville in the head coaching seat for quite some time, and that's with all due respect to my guy, Doug Marone, and also the guy from last year. Um, but the point is, is that Doug Peterson – is so level-headed, he is so measured, and I think that that has been missing around these parts for quite some time, quite frankly, since perhaps Tom Coughlin, um, and that's obviously been 2002, and I'm not talking about Tom Coughlin, the executive vice president, or president, I'm talking about Tom Coughlin as the head coach of this team, and so I just think that Doug has been even keel, and even after that week one loss to Washington, which I'm, forget about it if, Jag if the Jags win today, Jaguar fans are going to be kicking themselves about that week one loss for days, for years, depending, it doesn't even matter how the season finishes out. But at the end of the day, Doug was the one who said, hey, we saw good stuff on week one, in week one. How do we now even keel, take what was good, apply it to week two, and even then he has adopted a so what, now what mentality in this locker room. It's something he kept saying in this week's press conferences, and it's something that all the players in the locker room said as well, um, that yes, 24 nothing against the Colts was nice, but we're moving on. And again, that is a mindset that, I haven't seen in my four years covering the team. And I do want to know, get, by the way, as we're talking about yeah, that losing streak, uh, Doug Peterson is four and two all time on the West Coast as a head coach, including three and oh in Los Angeles. So okay. he is very much of the okay. mindset. He wasn't here for the Jaguars uh, West Coast woes. Most of this team wasn't. <laughs> and so that's the approach they're taking. OK, 30 seconds. Let's get a prediction. They're get, catching three and a half at the Chargers, the Jags. I think the uh, it's oh God, three and a half. So I will say my official prediction on XL primetime on Friday was uh, Chargers by a touchdown. That was before the line drop. I think the Jags are going to win this one by a field goal, boys. Okay. There we go. Three point I love win it, Mia. for the Jags. Mia O'Brien TV on Twitter. Make sure you give her a follow. Enjoy the pregame show. Good luck today, Mia. Awesome. Thank you. Great job, Thanks, Mia. Guys. Thank Thanks you so me. much. Awesome. She is our official Jags insider, Mia O'Brien, because she kills it, Michael. Comes prepared yeah, with she's information, great. and we got a great, clean Skype feed. Hey, guess what's coming up next? Nesson, the Patriots are getting faded at home. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. 
Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. to the Lombardi line on VSIN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Brent, thank you. Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the King of Sportsbooks. Just place a single first touchdown score prop bet on every Monday night football game. If your bet loses, you're going to receive up to $25 back in free bets. That's a great deal. The offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Log into your account or download the BetMGM app right now. Again, first touchdown score prop on Monday. You get 25 bucks back if your bet loses from the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Tremendous job by Mia O'Brien on the Jags. That has become the team that Michael Lombardi has been all over. He was all over. The line drop there with Jacksonville at the Chargers, it's sitting three and a half. Remember, we did touch three off the seven, seven and a half opener there in Los Angeles. As we welcome you back, he's Michael Lombardi in Atlantic City. I am Patrick Maher in Los Angeles. This is Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Michael Lombardi, we have a key number. Oh my gosh. Okay. Pardon me. We had a key number hit. Remember, as soon as these numbers are hit, that's why you got to go to the Pro Tools and become a VEASAN Pro. The pros buy back on numbers. So Baltimore just started popping up threes on the board, right? A couple of shops, two and a half. During the commercial, literally all the threes disappeared back down to Baltimore at New England, favored by two and a half. What does that tell you? As soon as threes were shown, the key number, the pros bought those numbers back. Yeah, this is a game the pros really like New England. You know, and you could say that they've liked New England all week. This line has teetered between two and a half and three. I think it's a close game. I have it as, I think, a one and a half point game. Look, Belichick is 16 and four as a home dog, you know, and so against the spread, which is really impressive. And Baltimore's defensively, there's some real concerns. Ronnie Stanley, their left tackle, won't play again. New England's played really well defensively. Look, they, they, they let you move the ball. They play good in the red zone. And I think their speed has improved on defense in the front seven to help them in a game against a guy like Lamar. Now, J.K. Dobbins is supposed to play for Baltimore today. We shall see. This will be his return from the Kellys that he had last summer. So, you know, that should help Baltimore in the run game. I, I think this is going to be a close game. I think it's a field goal game at the end with Tucker and Nick Folk as we go through it. But New England has to be able to not turn the ball over. And that goes that starts with Mac Jones. And he turned it over last week in an unforced air, he turned it over. And then they fumbled in week one. So to me, and he threw an interception, that's going to be the key to the game because I think New England will move the ball on this Baltimore secondary. I think they'll be able to throw it. And the way they ran the ball at the end of the Pittsburgh game, I think they'll run it. Little surprise here. The total open 43. It has jumped to 45. Surprised because the under is 12 and 4, and the Ravens last 16 on the road. Also, New England's overmatched at skill position out wide. So, what do they want to do? They want to slow it down, run the ball, and turn this into a defensive shootout. And you know Belichick's going to take away Lamar's ability to run the football. Little surprised to see that total jump up here, Michael. Well, I, I think both defenses – look, I think both offenses are going to move the football today. I really do. I think both offenses will move the ball. And, you know, and I think Lamar – look, Lamar has played in two games. Now, he didn't really do much against the Jets. He made a couple throws. But last week, he played to the 2019 MVP level. He was outstanding. Correct. Threw the ball with accuracy. He was pinpoint with it. You know, he was able to make plays in the red zone, and then he made plays with his feet. You know, the concern here really with Baltimore has been where are they defensively and where's their health defensively? You know, Marcus Peters got hurt. Marlon Humphrey got hurt. Can they come back and play? You know, when Kyle Hamilton plays in the nickel, their first-round pick from Notre Dame, people are going right after him down the field because he's playing the high stem, and, and no one's scared of that whatsoever. So, 
to me, there's a lot of moving pieces here. And where are they getting pass rush from Baltimore, right? They've got to find a way to get some pass rush, and I don't think they can from four down. I mean, they signed Justin Houston, an older player, and he hasn't really showed up in the stat sheet as of yet or on the game tape. So I do think New England, I think both teams can move the ball. I really do. I, I, I lean towards the over here a little bit, Patrick, because I think both teams will make plays. Baltimore last week returned touchdown for a kickoff, opening play of the game, and then they made three of their six explosive plays for touchdowns. I just said two and a half, three minutes and 22 seconds ago. As you were talking, DraftKings just went to three. Let's see over the next five minutes and 55 seconds if the three disappears at DraftKings. Okay, that's the importance of having the pro tools and the betting splits. It's fascinating to watch these numbers jump. Hey, quickly, you know who New England has to blame today for Baltimore being in a bad mood? Miami, who beat New England in week one. Because this is a Baltimore team that is going to be pissed. Let's be fair. Yeah. Yeah, well, if they're good enough to be. I think offensively, look, they are. I think the questions are defensively. Are they good enough? You know, are they able to cover man-to-man? Aguilar played well last week. Can they cover Aguilar and Parker? Jacoby Myers is not going to play today. You know, he's got his knee swelling, so he's not going to play. Can they do that? Can they handle the tight ends? I mean, we haven't really seen Hunter Henry get going or Jonu Smith get going for New England. It's going to be an interesting way to do it. And I think, to me, when you look at the game, how New England's offensive line starts and ends is the key, right? Last week, when they protected and they controlled the front like they did against Pittsburgh, they're really good, and they give him time to throw. They can make some plays down the field. And, and then they've got to do a great job of keeping Lamar Jackson in the pocket. You've got to be able to make Lamar Jackson stay in there and read it out and take away Mark Andrews as soon as you possible because that's where he wants to throw the ball, in the middle of the field. We talked about maybe the weakness for the Ravens coming into the season. They didn't have a big-time pass rush or pass rusher. They do sign JPP incentive-laden as far as the defensive front there, JPP now a Raven, Michael. Yeah, well, I think that just tells you where they are, right? It tells you kind of what they think. They, they, they're having a hard time getting it. You know, the, the first-round pick in 21, Oduf Awai, hasn't really come through. I mean, he was can put some pressure on. Houston's an older player. Like, where are they getting the rush from, right? They haven't really been able to do that. So can they hold up? I mean, look, the defensive front, they brought Calais Campbell back. He did not play as well as he typically does in his career. He's getting older. You know, where's their front? You know, they brought Michael Pierce back, who was in Minnesota. He left them to give them some stoutness inside. But, you know, Miami really put – and Miami's offensive line isn't great. They're not as good as as New England's offensive line, and yet they were able to block and move the football here. So I think New England will move the ball. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think the key is to limit Baltimore from making big plays. That's what you have to do. The Jets kind of did that, right? The Jets only allowed 250 yards against them. They turned it over, and they were able to make plays in the red zone. Look, the Jets outgained them. The Jets had 350 yards of offense. Flacco just threw the ball 60 times in that game in a close game. He shouldn't have done it. If they kept running the ball with with the Jets, the Jets would have had that game a lot closer. It was closer than the score, actually, when you watch the tape. You know what's interesting about the Ravens and Patriots? Two teams that are kind of hard to read right now. The Ravens looked like one of the best NFL teams through six quarters and then a meltdown. And New England's just kind of played ugly defensive football. Here they are sitting one and one. Is that fair? Is that a fair distinction for the Nesson audience? Yeah, I, I think New England has played kind of like they typically have played in September as they find themselves, right? This is September is really about who are we? And week three really is that. Okay, are we, what are we? Are we an outside zone? Are we a point of attack team? What are we in the run game? Where are our strengths and weaknesses? You know, all this stuff we looked at, right, during the offseason. We have this, we have that. But at some point after two games, you kind of condense it and say, okay, we're going to be a 12 personnel team. We're going to do this. This is how we have evolved. And the evolution is really what takes place starting in week three. And I think you'll see that with New England. Look, you got two games you've studied. You got over 100 plays to watch. The players you thought were good may not be as good as you thought. The players you thought weren't as good may be better than you thought. You've got to make those adjustments. It's really about working inside out, not outside in. And I think that's what New England does a really good job of under Coach Belichick. I mentioned the total jump from 43 in New England up to 45. The over is 6-0 and in the Patriots' last six home games. And the over is 4-1 and over the past five between the two. So 
kind of conflicting there as far as the totals cashing to the under so far. Let's go ahead and juxtapose the number. The market says two and a half, three. Actually, let me check right now, live in real time. DraftKings is still sitting three. Let's talk about the Lombardi line, which you have as New England as a point and a half favorite. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a close game. I mean, New England. No, I have no. That should be New England should be a one and a half point dog. I okay, have so you have Baltimore, to be clear. You have Baltimore as Baltimore. a point and a half favorite. Okay. Yeah, point and a half favorite. I'm sorry with that. But I think when you look at it, Patrick, I think when you, like on my sheet, when I wa- look at it here, you know, uh, I, I towed it in. I mean, I have, it, it's close. The numbers are really close in the game. And I, and I think that's going to be where it comes down to. And can New England win? I mean, it's the first home game for New England, and it's a big home game. And I think it's going to be down to the wire. I think Baltimore will start out with the lead. I think New England will get control of the game at some point. And then I think the fourth quarter will become something that we have to take a look at. Okay, we've got four games in the late window. Got a pretty good one down in Tampa where it's going to be hot. It's going to be muggy. It's going to be Rodgers. It's going to be Brady. Remember, the last four matchups between the Bucks and the Packers have averaged as far as an over-under right around 55. This total is sitting 42 off the 47.5 opener. That's a huge drop. Why? I don't know. Michael's going to tell us coming up next here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.